0: بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونأود بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيات أعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضل فلا هاد يله وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله. alright إن شاء الله يعني after a bit of a break we're back into the تفسير إن شاء الله InshaAllah we're not too rusty and inshaAllah get back into the groove insha'Allah today So like we said the Prophet said, In <laughs> the best deeds that Allah loves the most. Yani, uh, after the volu- uh, after the obligatory deeds, Adwamuha, <laughs> yani, the most consistent deeds, even though they may be little. Even they may be little. So this shows the importance of consistency. In not just durus, but even in our ibadah. And like, as we said, seeking knowledge is one of the greatest ibadah. Seeking knowledge is one of the greatest ibadah. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to it, from us. And as usual, we remind ourselves and remind the brothers of the importance of sincerity. The importance of al-niyyah and to jadid al-niyyah, to renew your niyyah as to why we're sitting down in these durus. And to bake it for the sake of Allah and to lift the ignorance of ourselves and to get close to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so that we benefit from the book of Allah, the ultimate benefit. Because the ultimate benefit of the Qur'an is in understanding the Qur'an. Is in understanding the Qur'an. <laughs> والله على كل شيء شهيد إن الذين فتنوا المؤمنين والمؤمنات ثم لم يتوبوا ثم لم يتوبوا فلهم عذاب جهنم ولهم عذاب الحريق الله سبحانه وتعالى وَمَا نَقَمُوا مِنْهُمْ إِلَّا أَنْ يُؤْمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ الْعَزِيزِ الْحَكِيمِ Aziz al Hamid. The key word is naqamu And naqamu from the word comes from intiqam Intiqam is retribution يعني. So this is why they gave them retribution For no other reason Except that they believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That's the only reason That is the only reason why They put them to trial And as the Mufassirun said This is the worst of the people We said this before That it's not enough for a kafir to believe In themselves and they contain their kufr to themselves. This is bad. What's worse, what's worse than that is when this kufr is, is يعne, spread out. And the harm of this or they spread their kufr and they prevent others from going on the right path. yasudduna and سَبِيلِ الله. For this is worse than this one. If your your kafir within yourself is bad enough. Because you're preventing other people from also accepting Islam. Or you're calling towards your kufr. This is even worse than that. This is even worse than that. وَمَا نَقَمُوا مِنْهُمْ إِلَّا يُؤْمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ الْعَزِيزِ الْحَمِيدِ And this is a criticism. A criticism, as I said, ذَمْ فِي المجد. A criticism in the form of praise. A criticism in the form of praise. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is criticizing them because they were punishing the believers and punishing the believers is not something that should be يعne, that should be that should be done for the believers should always be helped and they should have nasr and and, and people should yani look after them the believing brothers and sisters for the reason why they are the reason why they are punishing them is not a legitimate reason for them to be punished is not a legitimate reason for them to be punished is not a legitimate reason for them to punish and then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says al-aziz al-hamid Al-Aziz, Al-Hamid And whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ends any ayah with names, with his names and his attributes Then they are an indication of the context We have to understand those names in the context of the ayah itself So what does Al-Aziz mean? Al-Aziz, that means nothing defeats Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala defeats everyone and everything That nothing is overpowering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala This is is his name, Al-Aziz and when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says when يعne, when the munafiqun kun said La in Rajaana il Al Madina when we return to Al Madina Jannal A Azumina Al Azal. That means we're gonna be the ones who have the izza. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responded. That means the izzah belongs to first Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The izza belongs only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ولي ولي and as an extension of this izzah, this izzah goes to the, to the Prophet ﷺ and to the believers. Why do they have the izzah of Allah with them? Because they are greater in number? Because they are Arabs, مثلا? Why? Because they are believers. So that means belief is an extension of Allah subhanahu wa Taala's izzah. When you are honored, because you are honored because of your belief in Allah subhanahu wa Taala. Unlike some people who look for honor in other than the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. نسأل الله السلام والعافية. They look for the izzah and the honor and the, and the power in other than Allah. وَلَرُبَّمَا They may, may even seek the help of those outside against their Muslim brothers and sisters. Seek the help of the kuffar and their sisters. الحميد, worthy of all praise. praise. Yani they said fa'il بِمَعْنَى مَحْمُودِ yani مَحْمُودِ يعني yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is worthy of all praise. Is worthy of all the praise, and if you remember, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Back when we done Al-Fatiha, Alhamdulillah, Subhanahu taala is praised for how many for how many reasons. What are the main reasons why Allah Subhanahu wa taala is praised? Alhamd because of his perfection. Yes, all of his qualities of perfection. Likkamalihi Subhanahu taala. He is Mahmud, bi al mahamid subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is praised with all the Muhammad because of his perfection. And the other reason is because of his favours and bounties that he bestows on the person. And if you drink something you say, and you eat something the sunnah is to say alhamdulillah after you've finished. Yes? Praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his ni'mah that he gave you. Alhamid so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is deserving all the praise. And from the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is if something good happened to him, he would say, "Alhamdulillah, Lazi bini'matih tetimu al-salihat." Alhamdulillah, Lazi bini'matih tetimu al-salihat. He would say, "Alhamdulillah." Oh, praise to Allah! Meaning, bini'matih through His bounties, all good deeds are completed. This was his sunnah. And when something bad would happen, meaning or perceived to be bad, he would say, "Alhamdulillah, ala kulli hal." Alhamdulillah, ala kulli hal. But sometimes in times of hardship, it's very hard to appreciate يعني, the hamd of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what we're talking about now in the context of this ayat. Hardships. And how to be grateful in the times of hardship and how to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how to be patient in the times of hardship. Because when a hardship comes to you, you say, yes, I will be patient, I will be patient. But the first step of a hardship is to appreciate that it is a hardship. Is to appreciate that it is a hardship. And that's when the real test is the sabr عند الأولى The sabr, the real sabr, is when you're hit with the news straight away. When you're hit with the news straight away, as the Prophet ﷺ said. When, when a great news comes to you, and you hear of the death of a person, how do you react? Do you start shouting and screaming, or you say, إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَّهِ الْغَاضِرُ And you have sabr in your heart, and it's a state which is reflected upon your character and manners. For so this is the real sabr. And this is the real, يعne, having praise for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. But this is why Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is deserving all the praise. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is deserving of all the praise. So we know what Al Aziz Al Hamid is in the context of this ayah. How do you think Al Aziz is, is relevant? You Who know. من as, as ultimate Azza. So what they're doing is perceived to be something very strong-handed. Yes, and a person looking in from the outside I go, "This person has." Jabaroot this person has strength This person has Izzah, look at what they're doing Burning people on mass murder ma And they forget that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Aziz Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Aziz That He is watchful over all of them And He can destroy them, subhanahu wa ta'ala So no matter what you say from, from yani, tyranny on this earth Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remains Al-Aziz The izza belongs to Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala al hamid Why is Allah Wa al In this context of this ayah When did the Prophet When did he say Alhamdulillah In which circumstances In the good and The bad as well Alhamdulillah ala kulli hal. So the, the believer must say Alhamdulillah Even in the times of difficulty Something bad is happening They must be, have this This Tumaneena to Allah Taala in their hearts And like I said it's not easy It is not easy Wallahi it is not easy to be When something hardship comes to you and you, you leave your affairs with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you have sabr, and you appreciate that it is a, there is a test and that it is a trial. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us steadfast in all our circumstances. Ameen ya Rabbi. الَّذِي لَغُوا مُلْكُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضُ وَاللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ شَهِيدٍ Just in regards to the other ayah, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَعَلَمْ أَنَّ النَّصْرًا مَعَ الصَّدْرُ وَأَنَّ الْفَرَجَ مَعَ الْكَرْبُ وَأَنَّ مَعَ الْع and Shaykh Ibn al said that whenever you're experiencing hardship or difficulty, it's impossible that you're going to be upon this difficulty for the rest of your life. And the daleel of this, he said, is this hadith of the Prophet wasallam. <laughs> he said, <laughs> That victory comes with patience. <laughs> that the relief from hardship comes after the hardship itself. That the relief will come. <laughs> That with hardship there will come ease. That with hardship will come ease. So it's never always hardship and it's never going to be always ease. And it's not always going to be victory. And it's not always going to be defeat. And it's not always going to be karb and ibtila and, and, and fitan and muhan. There will be times of ease as well. So the times will change. And this is why it's important to understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will test you with good and with bad. That Allah will test you with good and with bad. So th- remember what the believers went through in this situation. Allah may have been testing them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may have been elevating or giving them ranks in Jannah. They could not have achieved except with this Bala, with this Bala and with this test and with this trial. samawati wal ard wallahu ala kulli shay'in shaheed Alright, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds those who commit tyranny that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the dominion, mulk, the mulk of everything in the sama and everything in the ard. And in other ayat, وما فيهن, and everything in them as well. So not just the sama and the ard and that's it. Everything contained within them. And in other ayat, even what's between them. wal والأرض, all of it belongs to Allah, the dominion belongs to Allah. يتصرف فيها كما يشاء. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do whatever He wants with it. He's the one. It belongs to him, Subhanahu wa Taala. It belongs to him, Subhanahu wa Taala. for if we say, for example, Jawhar, he owns a Muhammad Mansouri owns a house. Yes. We have attributed dominion and ownership to Jawhar and to Muhammad. Yes. Jawhar has mulk, has dominion over a car, and Muhammad Mansouri has dominion and thing over our house, مثلا. he owns the house and Johar owns the car. How is this dominion different to the dominion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Limited, ahsan, this is the word, limited. It is limited. For مثلا, even in his wealth that he owns, even in the wealth he owns, Jawahar has a moment and he says, I'm sick of this car and he burns it. He sets it on fire and he burns it. Is he allowed to do this? Is he allowed to do this with his wealth? No. Because the Prophet ﷺ The Prophet forbade the squandering of wealth. Yes? So you're not allowed to do this. Even within the mulk that you have you're not, you have to You have to do it in a certain way. You don't have complete mulk over it. And it's limited to a certain thing. Or example, Muhammad Mansouri the judge rules that his house should have hedges on it. Hedges is like a lockdown. That means he can't access his house for whatever reason. Can he, does he have full tasarruf in his house? Can he do whatever he wants in his mulk? No. Until the judge, yani we're talking about yani a shara'i judge. So, If the judge puts a hedges on someone's property or on someone's mulk, can they have tasaruf in it how they like? They can't. So the mulk of the insan that they have is limited. Whereas the mulk of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is complete and in all things. Mulk, samawat wal ard وَاللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ شَهِيدٍ وَاللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ شَهِيدٍ Compare this shaheed with the وَهُمْ عَلَى مَا يَفْعَلُونَ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ شُهُود Allah subhanahu وتعالى is witnessing everything that they do They may have been witnessing the believers being punished but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is witnessing them and when Allah Ta'ala witnesses something, it's not just a matter of witnessing and that's it. But there's witnessing, and there's recording, and there's calling to account as well. Wallahu عَلَىٰ kulli شَيْءٍ كل is adat shumul. It covers everything. عَلَىٰ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ شَيْءٍ يعني the small and the big, the daqiq and the naqeer and everything Allah ta'ala is a witness of it. The ant in the middle of the night, walking on the bla- Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is witness over it. He can see it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is looking at your deeds. The big ones and the small ones. And is looking at your sins. The big ones and the small ones. Shaheed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching. For friend Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in what you do. Follow Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in what you do. AndVI about every shall Alright, and When you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is shaheed over everything, Sometimes we see مثلا, يعne, oppression being all over the world Subhanallah. And you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Or may, we may even ourselves be oppressed And you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is shaheed And that He will call everyone to account A person might not get justice in this dunya And maybe their haq may be taken from them Or you'll see oppression happening to Muslims Muslims just dying What might seem for no reason whatsoever Subhanallah. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is shaheed And this gives solace to the Muslim. But if nothing happens in this dunya, then in the akhirah there will be ultimate justice. And this is the importance of making all your accounts clear in this dunya before you reach the akhirah. Before you reach the akhirah, because then the accounting is much difficult than it is in this dunya. <speaking> in <Hebrew> Innaladina fatanul mu'minina wa al mu'minat. Fatanu, what do they say means? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Al-Dhariyat Azariat, Yomahum Alanari Yuftanuon. Talking about the disbelievers. On that day they will be Alanar Yuftanun. They will be burnt on the fire. So yuftanun in this context means burnt. So it could mean he innalladina fatanu could mean those who burned the believing men and the believing women. And it could also mean put them to trial. You know what the asrul fitna is? You know when you have like a big chunk of gold? Yes, you take it out of the ground. Very rarely you get like, and a nice nugget of gold, yes? What do you have to do? You have to heat it up to the right temperature and then the gold will separate from the ore and mashallah you have liquid gold, yes? This is what asrul fitna is is when you put something under intense pressure and intense heat, that it separates the dirt from the good. Yes? And this is why a fitna is called a fitna. Because the real men are known from the boys, let's say. Yes? The fitna is what makes the men. You know what distinguishes the believer from the disbeliever, From Ahlul Bidah, from Ahlul Sunnah. It is the fitna, it is itself. And we said the principle in the Quran, what's the principle if a word can have two meanings and they don't contradict each other, then it can carry both meanings. And then they don't repent. And this goes to show the extent of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. The extent of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala's mercy. Imagine you're responsible for burning Muslims alive. And if this dunya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has still given you the chance to make a tawbah. And then they don't make a tawbah. From the previous ayat, do you think these people made a tawbah? أَصْحَابُ Yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is what? Cursing them and taking them out of His rahmah. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing the extent of His... Of His mercy, that even if you did commit this sin, and you uh, and you made a sincere repentance to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala may forgive your sin, even if you, Ya'ana Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la, worse than this sin, is that you commit shirk in Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. You commit shirk in Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. The thing with shirk is it's not always apparent. It's not right there in your face. It's not people being burnt alive. It's not a knife method and killing someone. Yes. For these things, these sins are very tangible to us. And they're in our face and they, they affect us. There's a shirk, a person Nathan, has a talisman that they carry on their neck, and they believe that this one wards off harm and brings about good. Shirk. Or a person believes Nathan, that if they wear an amulet or a bracelet on their hand, that good will come to them and, uh, and harm will be averted from them. Shirk, if they believe this. Or if a person, مثلا, believes that if they seek barakah in in, in something which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not put barakah in, then this is also shirk as well. So they believe that this is the very thing that provides barakah. But then they go to a grave and say, this grave is mubarak. We are seeking barakah in this. wal billah. This is shirk. Yet if a person understands that this was shirk, and they came to their senses, and they understood their deen properly, and they said, subhanAllah, I Billah you to what I used to do. May Allah subhanAllah forgive me. I vow never to return to this sin. Will Allah subhanAllah forgive them? Yes. yes. In this dunya, if they make repentance from their sin of shirk, Allah subhanAllah will forgive them. Allah اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ yasha. Allah subhanAllah, if you meet Allah subhanAllah on the day of judgment with shirk, Allah will not forgive you. If you meet Allah with shirk, Allah will not forgive you. And He will forgive for anyone... What is below shirk? If he wants to. Liman Yasha. This goes to show the, the importance of tawheed. For you may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you've مثلا murdered someone. But you have tawheed in your heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may forgive you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may not forgive you. He may put you in the hellfire for a small period of time and then he'll put you back in Jannah because of your tawheed. But if you come with shirk, and you have a mountain of deeds. Allah subhanahu ta'ala says no forgiveness so you're straight into jahannam. Khalidan mukhalidan finna. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives shirk if a person makes tawbah in his dunya. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened the door of tawbah for them. Thumma lam yatobu falahum athabu jahannam walahum athabu al-harik. They will have athab of jahannam and they will have athab of harik. And the fact that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala referred to Jahannam in two different ways in the same ayah goes to show the extent of their punishment, <laughs> and it goes to show this principle: al-jaza' min jinsil amal. Remember this principle: that the jaza', the reward, is from the same category of the amal. For when they burnt the Muslims, their punishment is what is they will be burnt in the fire, and as if Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is. Emphasizing this point What's al-hariq? Burning Al-hariq is something which burns Referring to the hellfire Al-hariq is another name of Jahannam Alright, Shaykh ibn Uthaymin He has three main fawaid, Three main benefits in this ayah He said the first one is That that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may cause the enemies To attack the believers And do not think that this is strange that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala الأعداء, That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make the enemies of Islam. They will attack the Muslims. And they will kill them. And they will ravage their lands. And they will take from them. And, 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 and. and do not find this. Do not find this strange that this will happen. For the ibrah is in these people of al khudud. The lesson is in these people of al khudud. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may do this, like we said. Not as a punishment to the believers. Not as a punishment to the believers. And this is very, a very sensitive area. For example, you may look around what is happening to you in the world and you may have تَقْنَطْ min rahmatillah. You say, why is all these bad things happening? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is merciful, why are all these evil things happening? وَلْعِيَذُ billah And to say this is a sin of itself. And you have to be very careful. This could, this could take you outside that circle of Islam, of Iman. It could take you outside the circle of Iman. That you have اعتراض. You object to the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wal billah. For this one, don't be surprised if this happened. And remember we said that the believers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might want to give them the highest levels of paradise. We do not know what the hikmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this could be one of them. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to give them the highest levels of paradise. And la rubbama they could not have achieved that level of paradise except through this trial. Except through this trial. And as the hadith that we mentioned today in the khutbah... ...man khayran ...that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants good in someone... ...that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will always test them... ...that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will always test them... ...and the biggest test is in the test of your deen... ...and pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he doesn't test you in this test... ...so this was the first faida that he mentioned... ...that bad may happen... ...but don't have to the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala... ...and don't be surprised... ...secondly that the disbelievers will torture and put the Muslims to trial regardless, because only of their deen. Only because of their deen. So don't think this strange, that the Muslims are being killed. And they don't tell you, we're exporting democracy to the Arab world. This is all what? This is all a joke. Yes? It is no other reason that they are Muslims. It is no other reason than they are Muslims. This is what they want the reason why they kill them and bombard them and destroy them and, 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 and is because they are Muslims. No other reason. They put them to trial because they were mu'minin and mu'minat. So this is the second point that he said. Thirdly, he said that a sincere repentance will wipe out any sins before it. Even burning the Muslims alive. And then he mentions يعني, when we say that there's a, there's a tawbah he said that there are five conditions to the tawbah. Usually there's three, but he mentions another two here. We'll quickly go over them. He said the first one is that you are sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That you seek the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your tawbah. And then he mentions that some people make tawbah because of a worldly gain. I haven't seen an example of this. Allah Or well, he says maybe they make a tawbah because they don't want to be criticized by people. Or they make a tawbah because they want the praise of people. He said, all of these, their tawbah will not be accepted if it's for these reasons. He said, the first one is sincerity in what you do. And that you fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you hope for his reward. And then he said, secondly, that you sincerely regret the sin that you did. So the first one is sincerity. And the second one is that you sincerely regret the sin that you did. That you have committed. And then that you remember the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you do this. But when you commit your sin you say I have disobeyed the creator of the heavens and the earth And this will cause you to have regret in your heart As, as to the sin that you did And he said thirdly to leave the sin immediately And there's no tawbah for the one who says مثلا, I'm, make, I'm consuming riba I'm going to make tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And then they're still paying they their down their payments on their house Yes, That they took on riba This is not a tawbah this one Yes, This is a joke this one you are making a joke with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what Allah, as So this one is to leave the sin immediately. There's no turbo if you're persisting on the sin. He said, fourthly, al-azm, or al azima never to return to that sin again. al azima is to never return to that sin again. And not the first opportunity that you get to perform the sin again and your heart is still longing for the sin, you do the sin again. The ulama said, the person who, they have the azimah, they have this, I'm not going to do it again. And then they have a moment of weakness again. And they fall into the sin again. They said if the azimah was sincere at the time of the tawbah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept their tawbah. But if they fall into the sin again, they have to make the tawbah again. So sometimes a person commits a sin and they go, astaghfirullah, I'm not going to return that to you. And then they fall into a situation in which they fall into that sin again. For if they had sincerity in the first and they never to return to it again, they fall into it again. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept their tawbah inshaAllah. And then the fifth one he said That it is at the correct time And you may think What is the correct time to make tawbah? He said every time is correct, yes? Every time is correct to make tawbah When is a tawbah not accepted? After the rising of the sun from the west, yes? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says يَوْمَ يَأْتِي بَعْضُ آيَاتِ رَبِّكَ On that day when some of the signs Of Allah come And what the Mufassirun said The ayat that will come Are the sun rising from the west يَوْمَ يَأْتِي بَعْضُ آيَاتِ رَبِّكَ لَا يَنْفَعُ إيمانها. No nafs, which accepted iman when it saw the sun rising from the west, will benefit it. That iman will be of no benefit. وَلَمْ Takun Amanat مِنْ قَبْلُ أَوْ كَسَبَتْ فِي إِيمَانِهَا خيرا. Or even if he had iman before, but it did not do anything with this iman. And this is a rad on the murji'ah. to say I have iman in my heart, and then they don't do anything with this iman. They don't have any actions. I said, my iman is in my heart. I don't need to pray. Please don't judge me. Yes, I don't need to wear hijab. My iman is in my heart. Please don't judge me. Yes, don't be judgmental. So this is no, this this iman is of no benefit to you. Oh, kasabat fi imani You did not get any khair from this this iman. this is the first instance where Allah wa Taala will not accept the tawbah. And the second instance is when al al when the person knows that they are about to die. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says, The tawbah is not for the one who makes seyyat. Hatta until مثلا, they, they keep on doing seyat and then they know that they're going to die. He said, Khaala inni He will say, Now I have made a tawbah, because they understand that this is the end. But this person has no tawbah. For so these are the five conditions, sincerity and regret over what you have done and leaving the sin immediately and vowing never to return and making the tawbah in a time which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept your tawbah. And the quicker you can make your tawbah because you don't know when the sa'ah will come and you do not know when you will die. So make tawbah frequently and, and, and consistently. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our sins and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept from us.